Praise the Lord. Dios le bendiga a todos. God bless everyone today. Um, cuando Clarissa was coming my way, I should have ran. I should have, I don't know, every time Clarissa says, I got to talk to you, I should run. But not this time, not this time. I'm honored. I really am honored to have this word today. And um, usually when I'm going to preach, the Lord is already speaking to me. But when Clarissa spoke to me, the Lord started to speak to me right at that very moment. And I'm honored. I'm humbled by this. I'm hoping to get through it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, you may be seated. I have to translate for myself, so I'm going to do that. But Elizabeth is going to help me out with the verses that I'm going to read. And I don't have a verse, per se, that I'm going to read a whole verse. I'm going to read a half a verse because the other half only could pertain to Jesus. But the Lord said to me, you're going to honor them by speaking about me, Jesus, and my ministry. And I can honestly tell you that when the Lord spoke to me about that, you can compare a, a pastoral ministry to the ministry of Jesus when he, worked, when he walked on the earth. And that's what my comparison is today. Cuando... cuando yo iba, cuando Clarisa me habló, cuando yo voy a predicar, casi siempre el Señor me habla antes y me da el mensaje. Pero cuando Clarisa me habló, yo no tenía nada. Pero en el momento que ella me habló, el Señor me empezó a ministrar, en ese mismo momento. Y, y cuando empecé a manejar para la casa mía ese día, Dios me estaba hablando. En the middle of the night, Dios me estaba hablando. Dios me habló, and I believe that this is what he's given me today. So the verse that I want to start with... It's a half a verse. It's found in Matthew 20, 28. The first half, which is the verse I'm going to use and is the title I want to I use for this message too. Praise the Lord. You have chosen to serve and not be served. It's a, the verse, Matthew 20, 28. This was spoken of Jesus. So I won't use the second half, but the first half, Tú escogido servir y no ser servido. Ese es Mateo 20, 28. Praise the Lord. I want to start by saying, you have found joy in the truth that apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Ustedes de la familia pastoral han encontrado gozo en la verdad de que aparte de Jesús, nada pueden hacer. Pero todo lo pueden en Cristo que les fortalece. You have chosen to see all who you lead are made in God's image and are objects of his affection. And you have learned to treat them as a special concern. Ustedes han escogido Ver a la gente, a, la, a, la, a los que ustedes guían, como la imagen de Dios y como objeto de su afección. Y han aprendido a tratarlo como alguien especial para Dios. What people forget is that you will have to give an account for your stewardship. You know how people say, you make it look easy. You make, the, you make that look easy. A tap dancer, a, a ballet, you make it look easy. You guys make it look easy. But I know that is not. 
I know that it's not. And what people seem to forget is that you have to give account for the stewardship when everything is returned to the owner. Lo que se nos olvidan como congregación, como gente, es que los pastores tendrán que dar cuenta de la administración que han tenido con, su, con la gente. Cuando, yo, cuando alguien dice de una bailarina o un, una, un, una persona que juega sports, oh, tú lo haces ver bien fácil, tú haces eso ver bien fácil. Se ve fácil, pero yo sé que no es. Yo sé que no es fácil. And I want to start talking about the disciples because I know that Jesus dealt with every single characteristic there is. He dealt with Peter. He dealt with John. He dealt with James. He dealt with Matthew, with Philip. He dealt with all these characteristics, all these complex characters. Cuando yo, yo estaba orando, el Señor me dio que hablara de los discípulos porque Jesús bregó con los discípulos y eran tan diferentes uno al otro. Los caracteres eran diferentes. En la manera que tuvo que bregar con ellos individualmente fue diferente. Let's start with Peter, the leader. I'm pretty sure you've had a Peter in your life. I'm pretty sure a Peter has walked through your ministry. I'm pretty sure of it. Two or three, maybe two, 20 or 30. <laughs> It's in 37 years, maybe 20 or 30. And I'm pretty sure you still have a few. Peter was called the leader, but he was also fast-tempered. I'm sure you have a few people who cut somebody's ear off for you. I'm pretty sure I would do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you've had a Peter that has been quick to jump into the waters and sink. I'm sure you've had a Peter that will pick up a sword and cut somebody's ear off when somebody's attacking you. I'm sure you've had a Peter that has said things that have been out of place. I'm sure you've had a lot of that. But I'm sure you also had a Peter because even though his name was Simon, Simon is who he was. Peter is who Jesus wanted him to be or who Jesus saw him to be. And I'm pretty sure that you have done that in your ministry. You've had a lot of Simons who you wanted to be Peter and that you've guided them step by step to become Peter. So even though Peter was quick-tempered, he was also tamed for it after, at when the time came. So I'm sure you've had that job of changing a Simon to a Peter. Now let's talk about James and John. These three are always together. James and John, sons of thunder, they're called. Sons of thunder, why? Because of that conversation. Who should be at your left and who should be at your right? I'm sure you've had that in your ministry. Pastor, I want to be there. I wanna, I'm the one. I'm, I'm sure you've had that. But we also see them. We see through John the future. We see the future because he writes a book that we're still reading. Even though he was so quick to want to be with Jesus every minute and just want to be everything and all for Jesus, we also saw the future in him. His transformation came through Jesus' ministry. He was John, the John that everybody else saw, and, and Jesus saw a different John. And then we see James. 
James, one of the um, sons of thunder, also wanted to be on, on everything for Jesus. But you know what? When his transformation came, they call him the apostle of passion. Because he was a passionate man for Christ. He was passionate. He was detailed. They say he was a man of detail. Let's talk about Matthew, the tax collector. They say the tax collector is dishonest, right? When we're going to read, um, Elizabeth, we're going to read a verse here. When Jesus was questioned about Matthew, why, by the Pharisees, why are you hanging around with a tax collector? That was putting Jesus' um, reputation in jeopardy. I'm sure you've had that. I'm sure you've had your, your character questioned for choosing people that God has put in your path. I'm sure you've had that in your ministry. But you know how wise Jesus is. I love when the Pharisees question him. I wish I could have been there on a moment when the Pharisees questioned Jesus. Because his answer to them was in Matthew 9, 12 and 13. I'm going to read it in English. I haven't said much in Spanish, right? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Are you guys? Ooh, sorry. Okay. Matthew 9, 12, 13. This is what he said when he was questioned about math, about why are you choosing a tax collector? Why are you hanging around with that guy? Your, your, your character is being questioned right now. And he says, it is not to the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call the right, not the righteous, but the sinners. And what, what, who's to say anything about that? Jesus is telling me, I'm not here for you righteous people only. I'm not only here for that. I'm here for the sick. And Elizabeth. Matthew 9, 13. Mm -hmm. Mateo 9, 13. Y pues y aprended lo que significa. Misericordia quiero y no sacrificio. Porque no he venido a llamar a justos, sino a pecadores al arrepentimiento. 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Praise the Lord. That was his answer when they questioned his character. Why, why his decision? Then they came Thomas. I'm sure you've had a lot of Thomases in your life, in your ministry. I'm sure. People who have doubted the word that comes from you, people who have doubted. But even though Thomas did that, there was an occasion that was so big when Jesus was about to go raise Lazarus. When Jesus was about to go raise Lazarus, the disciples were afraid because Jesus was almost killed there. And their, their life was in jeopardy going there. But Thomas raises up and says, let us also go and die with him. Let us also go. Yeah, he doubted. He doubted. It happens. But how many of us could say, but let's go and die with him if we have to? I'm sure you've had people say that too. I'm sure you've had people that want to stand up for you and say, I will die for you. It's hard to say, but I'm sure you've had people who desired it. Praise the Lord. Then you have Judas the traitor. There's nothing positive I can say. <laughs> he betrayed Jesus and then he hung himself. There's not much to say there. 
Then there's Andrew. I'm not going to speak about all the disciples. I'm going to the last three. I'm up to the last three. Andrew, Peter's brother. Andrew was in the shadow a lot. In the shadow. There's not that much that they said about him. But Andrew was the type of person, and I'm sure you have that here, and you had him through your ministry, that always, even though he always said the right thing, very shy, but always said the right thing, very detailed, a background guy in the shadows of his brother, but he had the right heart, and he was very effective. And they say that in his ministry, he brought a lot of people to Christ because of his detail and because he was so in love with Jesus that he just wanted everybody to know him. I'm sure you've had that in your ministry. Then we see Philip. Philip is called the unique leader. He's a facts and figures guy. Facts and figures. Missing the big picture a lot of times. Because he's so focused on this thing, he forgets that there's something there that he has to do. He forgets that these people need to be saved too. I'm sure you've had that. Okay, let's focus here on these numbers, on these figures, and, that, and those people over there getting lost. That was, that was Philip. And the last one I want to talk, to talk about is Nathaniel. Nathaniel, he was a believer of the scripture. He believed everything Jesus said. He believed anything. Anything that came out of Jesus' mouth, he believed it. And he learned to love the scripture. I'm sure you know there's people like that in your ministry. But he also was the one that said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And after saying that, he started to learn and love the word of God through the ministry of Jesus. And I'm sure you've had that. When I was thinking about messages that I've heard from, from the three of you, the last messages that the three of you um, gave up here were transforming totally. The one that um, Tabitha, the mother, gave on the day of the teachers, unbelievable. It transformed me. I was talking to the pastor, and I said, I'm in a crossroad right now. I need to make perfect decisions for myself and my daughter. And that message, oh, my God, it just opened up my mind. It was an aha moment. The last message that you preached, pastor, which was the day after convention, transformed my life. It really did. I wrote down so many details from that message, and I keep going over and over them. I keep regurgitating it. And then the last message that Tabby preached, which was the day of the last day of convention, I felt like you came up here with guns blazing. Passionate, just focused on what you had to do. And I, I learned from that. So Jesus chose the will of his father. So have you. You've chose the will of your father. Jesús escogió hacer la voluntad de su padre. Y ustedes también lo han escogido. Yo le quiero decir algo a la iglesia. A la iglesia le quiero decir. Just three minutes to talk to the church. Four ways to honor our pastors. Cuatro maneras de honrar a nuestros pastores. We honor our pastors by supporting them. Nosotros honramos a los pastores because... Support. 
apoyándolos. Okay? Um, the elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of an example of ample honorarium, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, um, you want to read that in Spanish? That's a piece of 1 Timothy 17. The elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of ample honorarium. Praise the Lord. We honor them by supporting them. Los honramos por apoyándolos. Número uno. Praise the Lord. Okay. Number two, we honor our pastors by defending them. Honramos los pastores de nosotros defendiéndolos from any attack that may try to come. And there's a, there's a piece in the, in the, I didn't give you this one. Forget the first one, this one. Timothy 4, 14. Alexander is a, this was Paul speaking. This was Paul. Alexander, the coppersmith, did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him accordingly for his works. Watch out for him yourselves because he strongly opposed our words. At first, at my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be accounted against them, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the proclamation might be fully made through me and all the Gentiles might hear. Segunda de Timoteo, capítulo 4, 14 al 17. Alejandro el calderero me ha causado muchos males. El Señor le pague conforme a sus hechos. Guárdate tú también de él, pues en gran manera se ha puesto a nuestras palabras. En mi primera defensa ninguno estuvo a mi lado, sino que todos me desampararon. No le sea tomado en cuenta, pero el Señor estuvo a mi lado y me dio fuerzas para que por mí fuese cumplida la, predic la predicación y que todos los gentiles oyesen. Praise the Lord. The next verse we're going to read is 1 Thessalonians 5.12. Number three, we honor our pastors by recognizing them the way we're doing today. This is a good thing. This is an honorable thing. This is a great thing. Jesus, he, he applauds this. We honor them by recognizing them. Now we ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you. Primera de Tesalonicenses, capítulo 5, versículo 12. Os rogamos, hermanos, que reconozcáis a los que trabajan entre vosotros y os presiden en el Señor y os amonestan. Amen. And number four, the last, we honor them by loving them. We honor them by loving them. Hebrew 13, 17 says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that, for that would be of no benefit to you. Hebreos 13, versículo 17. Obedeced a vuestros pastores y sujetaos a ellos, porque ellos velan por vuestras almas, como quienes han de dar cuenta, para que lo hagan con alegría 
y no quejándose porque esto no es provechoso. Amen. So I, t I spoke to the church. Now I say to you, may you always have a Peter, James, and John in your life. May you always have one because they will defend you, cover you, protect you, love you, and honor you. So may you, I pray this, that you always have Peter, James, and John in your life. Michael, a man of integrity, with, on, with an honest word, a great father, great husband, great pastor, I honor you. Tabitha, woman of fire for God, great mother, with an awesome word of God, a woman of great correction, I honor you today. Tabby, a woman of passion, a great speaker, teacher. Um, a great mother, you speak like a teacher. I wish I would have had you as a teacher when I was a kid. I honor you. Amen. God bless all of you.